Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Best Ball Championship 2 on Drafters Fantasy Drafters Fantasy Sports, drafters.com. Brew in some overlay with a 25K to first contest. Pretty nice. $11. 25K to first place. But there's more if you sign up with promo code SPIKEWEEK. For every entry you put into this $11 Best Ball Championship 2, you get put into our exclusive free roll, which is a $5,000 free roll. You'll be automatically entered, tracked on spikeweek.com. Top three get paid of the $5,000. 2500 to first place, 1500 to second place, 1000 to third place. Totally free. All you have to do is sign up using promo code SPIKEWEEK. And you're entered for every $11 tournament that you put in on drafters.com. We're going to draft one today. We're going to draft one today. So that'll be one. That'll be one for you. Let's get into it. What is going on? It's Friday. Almost a weekend. Time to draft. We got less than two weeks. As of today, less than two weeks to get in all of our entries into these best ball streets. And drafters is one I'm trying to I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to get more entries in on drafters. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how this see how this one fills we need we're gonna need quite a few to enter here so anybody watching we're gonna need quite a few let me share my screen and we can go ahead and hop in and see if we can't get this baby filled let's join the fast draft ten more If you have not signed up, like I mentioned, on drafters, I actually really do, you know, it's the typical corporate plug, right? You sign up and use our promo code and get this deposit bonus and and all that. And of course we have to do that. That's part of the business that we're in. But I actually think drafters is a a format that that if you're taking not even necessarily taking this best ball super serious, but if you are um, you know, trying to get your money in good, diversify kind of, you know, the whole, oh God, I'm using all the cliches, diversify your, your portfolio, experiment in some of the different formats. I think, I think that's, it's a huge plus of being on, of being on drafters is, uh, the format is so different, which we've talked about now a couple of times, just how different the format is on drafters. And people don't take necessarily into account just how different the format is. I think the, for being totally blunt and honest, I think the competition is probably falls somewhere in between the sharpness of the um, DraftKings rooms and the underdog rooms, you know, in terms of the efficiency of the market, I think drafters um, kind of lies in the middle. The, the drafters are definitely not idiots definitely know what they're doing, but I think there's still some inefficiencies in just the ADPs in general, but also the ADPs as they relate to 
um, the, the format that we see here. I think people too often uh, draft as if it's just like, this is fantasy football, right? Or even if like, this is just best ball. But like, we know that the tournament weeks and stuff don't matter. We know, um, you know, it's just totally raw cumulative scoring. But the, what that also means is like week one matters, right? So uh, we could, you could be as big of a, and I have drafted zero RB teams on here. I think you should have access to all sorts of builds in your portfolio. But just in general, as you're drafting, you do have to be more cognizant. Like I actually feel fairly comfortable um, Uh, I actually feel more comfortable. Sorry, trying to multitask and get this tournament filled. Ten more in the eleven dollar tournament fast draft on Drafters Fantasy. It was almost filled earlier, which is which is unfortunate. Yeah, same, Evan. Same. Believe it or not, I don't have the entire day to sit here in front of in front of my computer streaming. I too hope that it fills. If we have to, last week I think we pivoted. The five dollar is probably probably has a bunch more in it. Not only two of twelve, so we'll see how this goes. You know, if we if we aren't able to fill it, we aren't able to fill it, and that's okay. We can talk talk about some of the drafters' strategy. Whoops. So need nine, need nine more. We'll see. We'll see what we can do. Let me pop in the Discord really quick. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about drafters, right? We need, we need nine more people. Nine of you out there come, come, come join and draft with us. Um, I, I guess I do want to talk about the free roll and the promo from, from the top. Cause I think it's, it's important. You know, it, it these kinds of things can be a little bit confusing. Um, so I just want to clear that up for anybody that, that has any questions. Obviously if you sign up, there's also a link on, I can pull it up even. Well, let's just let's just let's just look at it. Okay. Um, if we go to spikeweek.com and you go to drafters contest leaderboard, this has all the details of, of this. And I, like I said, I know sometimes it's a little annoying because you have to jump through a couple of different hoops but really all that it is so you go if you go to if you go to drafters and when you deposit you use promo code spike week that'll cover it but you can also sign up just clicking on this button here sign up sign up on drafters and you're covered it's all you have to do and you're covered now from there forward every time you enter this 11 best ball championship two tournament every entry you put into there is automatically entered into our free roll, our $5,000 free roll. We are putting up $5,000 for Spike Week members only. And you have, but you, in order for us to track you, you have to sign up, you know, using promo code Spike Week, right? Then, you know, we're calling it like a tournament within a tournament. Every entry that you have in the $11 gets put into our tournament. So however many, right? I, I have no idea how many entries are going to be in here. It could be tons. It could be very few. And within all of those entries, right? Um, my entries won't count, but let's say I was a, a just a normal Spike Week member and I had 10 entries into the $11. My 10 entries all go into our free roll. Then I compete with all the other Spike Week members' entries and the top three at the end, same format as the $11 contest. Cumulative scoring, you know, full season weeks one through 17 scoring, and the top one or first gets $2,500. We will, we will pay you $2,500 Second place, $1,500. Third place, $1,000 in drafters. So you'll get paid out on, on drafters.com. It'll come directly to your drafters account. It will be tracked here on this drafters contest leaderboard on the Spike Week site. So every week, um, this will get updated with, with our leaderboard for this contest. So now we got that covered. All the fun. All the fun, 
you know, nonsense that we have to that we have to talk about. Let's see where we're at. Eight. I'm not sure if we're gonna. It is drafters cash. See, I don't believe that you. I don't believe that you can directly withdraw it immediately, for what it's worth. I do not believe that you like once it gets put on your. I think that you have to put it. It's kind of like uh, you know, if DraftKings gives you uh, a free bet or something or something similar to that, or DraftKings cash or whatever, you know, rewards dollars. You can't take it out right away. You have to put it into play. Yes. Yes, you can still join the draft for today. We're actually looking for some more people to hop in. So perfect timing. We'll see if it fills. I'm, I'm honestly not sure if it's going to fill. You know, we're trying to push some people to, um, you know, we're trying to continue to grow the ecosystem of, of best ball. And, you know, this is a little bit smaller site that not everybody even has, uh, even has access to, or not everybody, you know, is on before, but it's good for us if there's more options like drafters. It shouldn't be 20x playthrough, Evan. It should it shouldn't it should not be 20x playthrough. It should be like cat like basically a, a one you can't automatically withdraw it. And now now that you're asking this, I will I promise I will confirm this for you. But it should it should just be it ha it can't be immediately withdrawn, but it has to it not it doesn't you don't have to play through $200,000. You just got to play through that thousand. You can challenge me to a head to head. We can play a head to head. You'll probably beat me if you win this contest. I'm not sure that my drafters teams are very good. Thank you. Thank you. One time. Oh, now we need five. Five more. Evan's got a, Evan's got work. Evan only has an hour, but we need to fill it so Evan can get can get rolling here. Me too, Evan. So last week it was funny when we did this stream. I was telling I've been on a, a few different streams, and normally, like when we started the summer, when you would get on a stream, you would never ever get you would either make a mistake. I made. I mean, I make mistakes. Anyway, but you would make a mistake like drafting your the handcuff, drafting a handcuff of your own player was definitely one that uh, happened very frequently. But just you know, it's it's sometimes believe it or not, it is a little bit difficult to to manage doing multi multitasking while doing the draft and streaming. So you just make make mistakes, <clears throat> or the people know like everybody knows who I like. I'm sure. <laughs> so it's not that easy for me to get Trey Lance or especially when you're setting up stacks or something, right? It's not that easy to to capitalize on those things when it's it's happening live and everybody knows who you like and everybody can see what you're doing. And so we did the drafters draft last week. And I actually think it went it went pretty it went pretty well. So I'm kind of knocking on wood. Like that might be my best team on drafters actually. So maybe we can keep that uh, streak running. Put one more Twitter pump out here. One more Twitter pump. Four more. Let's see where the $5 is. Yeah, not even close. Okay, four more. We should be able to get this. We should be able to get this. While we're while we're doing this, I just recorded a podcast with Davis Maddock every week. Do a sports grid spike week crossover crossover podcast. Talking about just kind of the latest in best ball, really. Um, we talked a lot about, uh, quarter, the quarterback situations, 
quarterback situations coming into the season or you are starting to get defined. We now obviously know. Yeah, it, we, it, it's been a little tougher to get the draft. Definitely, Willis, it's been a little tougher to get the, the drafters draft to fill. I just think it's a platform that not everybody is not everybody is on. Some people don't want to, you know, some people don't want to branch out to it. I totally get it. Some people don't want to branch out to a new to a new site. And we need three more, so we'll see if we can we'll see if we can get three. Three more in the next, you know, obviously if we go for 15 more minutes and we don't and we don't get three more, we'll we'll back it down. Yeah, exactly, Willis. Why don't you fill in? Um, but Davis and I were talking about quarterback situations, and I think we've reached a point of draft season that's really actually um, fairly significant because this weekend's preseason games, I'm not sure that we're really going to learn anything, right? There's a few guys, like there's definitely going to be some some starters playing and uh, and some, some things that we learn a little bit, but in general, we've learned what, you know, what players' roles are for the most part, like 98%, let's say. So, you know, it's it, it's nice to see. It'll be nice to see what Cortland Sutton looks like, right? It'll be nice to see some of these things. But we pretty much know everything. The one thing that we hadn't known, uh, you know, basically across the league is kind of these quarterback battles. And so we now know Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback for the Broncos. And we now know Jameis Winston is a quarterback for the Saints. We're just waiting on these rookies. Right, Lance Fields and Mac, Mac Jones, to see two more, two more. Um, hmm, this is so funny that you bring that up. I'm really happy that you brought that up. Um, I think it is kind of my take. I feel like. Um, I feel like everybody's stealing stealing my my thunder. I thought it would be a little bit more of a hot take, but and and maybe you know maybe I am overreacting to this. But I actually don't think it was just the Jameis. If you're just saying Kamara moves to second overall because of strictly because of Jameis, I think that's a little bit flawed because I think we've seen for a little bit now that Jameis was trending towards. Being the quarterback, I think early in the year I was low. Early in draft season, I was lower on Kamara because there was uncertain. You know, there was true uncertainty around Taysom versus Jameis. I think that has really, really, really heavily trended towards Jameis in the last couple of weeks. But then, you know, I thought that there was some uncertainty about their offense. You know, we didn't know um, another big factor that I don't think maybe people are thinking about, and Davis and I discussed this as well, is the Latavius thing. We were pretty confident, with, like we were extremely confident that Latavius was going to continue to be the number two back there and continue to be this back that plays 30 to 40% of snaps on this offense because that's just how it's always been. They never wanted to unleash. Nice. Perfect. We're full or, or we're filled up here. They never, they, they never, I totally agree, Ethan. I'm going to get to that exact – that I could not possibly agree more. I get to that exact point. Congrats, Updog, on on the 101. Influencer influencer 101. That's beautiful. Okay. Latavius – the Latavius thing, actually – like, obviously, you, I think you did need Jameis if, to be the quarterback if you wanted Kamara's upside to really come through. And probably even his floor. But – so now we've got that out of the way. But I think the, the Latavius thing – is yeah my god willis my god the only bags you know heavier than latavius bags are those of david kitchen's top shot bags um yeah so there's a lot of variables here i'm kind of bouncing around but i think it goes to the it really is is going to hammer home the point of it shouldn't just be the fact that like Jameis won the job. I, I I think I think that was like that was the ante to the game. If Jameis didn't win the job, Kamara's overvalued actually. But he, he was going where he's going because it's probable that uh Jameis wins the job. But I think it's a ton of these different factors. So 
you know, Jameis does win the job. So you get the confirmation on that. I think this Latavius thing is actually a big deal for Kamara in terms of uh, role floor and role ceiling. If Latavius is dust, like, like, which is possible, right? He might get cut. Latavius might just be dust. Tony Jones Jr. is not as good as, as Latavius when Latavius was his normal self, non-dust Latavius, right? Latavius was, was good enough in the passing game and good enough on the running game, like a, a, a quality back that can do everything, as we saw, which is why we were drafting him, because we saw that he can do everything when Kamara goes down. So, like, if Latavius is dust, Tony Jones Jr. just flat out can't do that. And I think it really raises the ceiling, and it, it raises a probability that they just make Kamara. It's like, look, we've been able to make you a part-time player, you know, and kind of hide hide you and keep you healthy over the course of, of your career because we had Latavius, because we had Drew Brees, um, and we had Michael Thomas. And so now there's no Michael Thomas. Latavius is might be dust. There, you know, Tony Jones Jr. ain't it. And so it, 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 I think it just raises the floor of Kamara in all aspects, um, and it really, really raises the ceiling. And I think it's always uh, gets me a little like, oh man, you guys are killing me. Okay, it's really funny that when you go on the clock is when I uh, I freeze up a little bit. That's really funny with drafters. I'm trying to uh, let me shrink this down, get mostly the board on here. So anyway, back to the James thing because I think I think the Kamara thing is really important because I'm under like I'm definitely what we call underweight on Kamara, you know, relative to the market. And so I'm really trying to kind of correct that personally. Uh, yes, full PBR. Full PBR on drafters. All right, I'm about to be... Who? JT versus Gibson. Now, I have so much Gibson. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Ridley JT. I'm buying, I'm buying this. Uh, I'm buying the, uh, the J, the JT dip. Yeah. Dustin, I, I'm, I'm lower on Najee than uh, most people are. I think I get why I get why people like, like Najee. And I actually think he does provide a good bit more credence in this, in this format. Um, but I'm lower on Najee than, than I think the market is. So anyway, there's, there's this culmination of factors for Kamara that uh, I really think, where was the point Ethan made? Yeah. Such a good point. I feel like in full PPR, Cook shouldn't have been the unanalyzed consensus number two regardless. I think even in half PPR, he shouldn't have been the the where we and 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 may and maybe before kind of this culmination of things with Kamara, maybe he should have been like the total stone lock number two. But I just think we didn't have anyone, in my opinion personally, that could challenge CMC like that could like if CMC stays healthy. Dalvin cannot beat CMC, point blank, period. We didn't have anyone else that, that could either, though. And so Dalvin was like this next step down on the rung. We all had some question marks. And it's not that Kamara doesn't have question marks now. It's that I think there are indications and real paths to him, like, challenging CMC. Like, where next year we're like, oh, man, this is CMC versus Kamara at the top and. And it's a coin flip on who you're taking 101 overall. How likely is that? I don't know. But I think just with not, not just Jameis, Jameis winning the job, Michael Thomas being out, uh, the offensive line still being awesome, the the running backs, the, the rest of the running backs in that room being bad, being really bad, and them just needing, finally needing to totally put the offense on Kamara's shoulders. I think that's in the range of outcomes now. 
And so that's not in the range of outcomes for Dalvin Cook. Like Dalvin, Dalvin Cook is awesome. I'm not like saying don't take Dalvin Cook, but like he actually extremely outperformed last year. So did Kamara when you get to, down to the, to the touchdowns. But he's just not going to get the same level of targets as Kamara. Um, you know, th- th- there's like there's just things that Dalvin Cook can't access based on the offense that he's in. He's also a little more injury prone if we want to play that game. You know, so I just think Kamara has a, a, a level of ceiling that Dalvin Cook can't get to. And so ultimately, and that's what you'll see my rankings. If you go to go to the website and you go to all my different rankings, that's it's off. It's not like all ceiling, but it's all factoring in that combination of risk ceiling. Right. And like, I need a payoff for these guys. That's why some of like, there's, that's why like AJ green is so low for me. That's why, um, Brandon Cooks is so low for me. That's why these dead zone running backs are so low for me below like the Javantes and stuff of the world, because I don't see them having a season in which they really pay me off like big time. And so that's like the Kamara thing. It's like, I don't really see a season in which Dalvin is just like, like just blowing away the, blowing away the field. And I think Kamara has that in his, in his range. So let's see. Definitely a little bit more wide receiver heavy than the average draft here. A little bit more wide receiver heavy. I like this when uh, I'm going to use this, this view now when uh, I'm about to come on the clock. We're figuring this out guys. Okay. Swift goes. I'm going to put Amari on. Got the tier break. Yep, we're going to take Amari. Let's see what happens here at the turn. I got... Uh, Definitely got a couple guys I like here. One thing we talked about yesterday with, uh, if you watched the draft stream with the Siege, which was actually really, really good, even if uh, you thought it was going to be, like me, super hot takey. So I'm reaching on Kyle Pitts a little bit there um, because I know he's not going to get back to me at 58. And um, this is what I was going to lead into with, with Siege. I think he made some really good points about elite tight end possibly being even more important and valuable than it ever was before, which is funny because now we have a first round tight end and two second round tight ends, give or take, you know, and then Pitts is up there and Hawkinson and Andrews. And the, the the issue is the other thing, it's kind of this combination of, of some points that CJ made. And then if you listen to stealing bananas with Ben Gretsch and Sean Siegel, Gretsch has made the point multiple times that, you know, he thought multiple years ago, you know, we were clearly on a trajectory in the NFL of really pass heavy, um, you know, teams really moving a lot more pass heavy, which in turn thought that would mean, okay, tight ends about to get deeper because more teams are going to be throwing, meaning more of these ancillary guys can really pop and, 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 you know, uh, be fantasy relevant. And what we saw was actually the opposite teams did start to throw more, but they're throwing to their wide receivers and their running backs. And a lot of teams are, you know, not necessarily getting rid of the tight end position, but kind of, it's more of a niche position, Right if you don't have one of the elite talents, it doesn't make sense to put a lesser player out there just because you, you think you have this role of, of tight end, right. Or use that guy to block as opposed to using him, you know, over a wide receiver or a running back to catch passes. You, why would you want a worse player um, in those positions? So anyway, what that has led to is when you have Travis Kelsey, who is this weapon, when you have George Kittle, Darren Waller, what I think Kyle Pitts could be, like the advantage in fantasy is so great because there's not only are there just not any guys like that, there's, there's not even other guys that you can like, like 
latch onto to, to help get you get you by basically like the, the premise of like zero running back type stuff is because yes i can't i can't manufacture alvin kamara's upside later but i'm probably going to be able to eventually you know whether it's in managed leagues i'll be able to find somebody or i can you know get by with the pass catchers and they can do kind of just enough to get me there like a t- that doesn't exist that tight end you know what i mean like maybe to a lesser extent depending upon what you think about some of these guys but like we like to wish cast on Cole Komet or Irv Smith or or pick your favorite guy, right? I like the I like the the Patriots guys, you know. But like at the end of the day, true probability, like they're probably not going to really do anything, and they're probably going to get destroyed by the elite tight ends. <laughs> like that's just what like that's just what what happens, and that's where the league I think is also kind of trending too. Like Kyle Pitts and, and Travis Kelsey is this too. Darren Wall is kind of this. They're just wide receivers that we get to play at tight end because they happen to go in line a little bit. They're just wide receivers, but that's not like Hunter Henry is not just a wide receiver, you know? So let's see. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely a wide Visca. Come on. Come on. You're killing me. Let me put Debo on the, on the board here. Absolutely killing me. Yeah, I'm going Devo. Killing me. Definitely a ship chaser room. Definitely a ship chaser room. I wouldn't have mind uh, Josh Allen. Wouldn't have minded Josh Allen there. Oh, you guys are the worst. I like a couple. Oh, there it goes, Juju. So never mind that. I was gonna say I still like a couple of wide receivers, and I fear that. Okay, and so Andrews goes. Here's a guy that I haven't been on very much, but I'm gonna. What is happening? Is he is he gone? Why is it doing that? That's that's. Oh, there we go. Oh, I guess maybe I should wait for my pick, huh? Ha! That's funny. Uh, I'm definitely, you know, quote unquote, underweight Devonta Smith, but Reeves, Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar at Lord Reeves on Twitter. I'm sure you guys all follow him. Uh, just brilliant, absolutely incredible analysis. Um, he's gotten me a little more into Devonta Smith. And I think Devonta Smith makes sense from an upside bet scenario. Like I shouldn't go into the season like completely super underexposed to Devonta Smith, even though I thought he was really overpriced to begin with. Yeah, uh, it's just a bet on the offense. It's a great question, Dustin. Um, it's it's just a it's just a bet on the the offense and the talent. And I like to uh, so first of all, uh, doubling back on the San Francisco offense, I I think that their offense has passed to being the highest scoring offense in the league. I think um, even if Jimmy is in there, I think these wide receivers can like provide you a floor, especially Debo can provide you a floor that like is still helping you in, in fantasy Trey Lance, you know, the, the idea, the premise of Trey Lance is that he unlocks this offense and takes his offense to a next level from a scoring perspective. And so they're definitely going to be, you know, a little bit more, more run heavy, but they're also going to be incredibly efficient. Debo especially is like the master of the, the tip pass, right? The little manufactured touches is what Debo does, you know, but he's also very good, just a very good football player, you know, from like a yards per route run perspective, he's like elite. He's absolutely elite, like legendary elite. Um, and so, you know, Kittle is a star, obviously. And Ayuk is like one of the premium breakout candidates ever. So you just have all this talent everywhere that I want to be on that talent and this offense. And so, you know, if I'm totally projecting median outcomes and, you know, dividing up all the touches between all of those guys, yeah, they probably don't look perfect at ADP, but that assumes no chaos of a season that assumes no breakouts that like, you know, what if Debo takes more of the targets here just through Debo's really good, or maybe Ayuk gets hurt or maybe Kittle gets hurt again. Uh, maybe the offense is just so good and it's all, it's so concentrated between these three guys like Carolina was last year. They all pay off. Carolina had four positions hit 
in fantasy last year. And that was with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. So I just want to be on those offenses that are, I, I, you know, I want to bet on the offense. And so I don't want to avoid their players. This is, this, this has actually happened to me with like the chargers. I'm like super bullish on the chargers offense. I'm really excited for the chargers offense with Herbert and Keenan, Mike Williams. Um, I like their third uh, receiver guys and obviously Eckler in the backfield, right? Even Parham, maybe Cook, if you like Cook. I'm really bullish on them with their new coaching staff and the new offensive line, but I wasn't taking enough of them. And it's like, if if we all see what this offense could become, why, like, you, you need to you need to take some of those guys, even if you're not like, oh, I don't love Mike Williams versus Will Fuller or something like that. You know, we still need to to mix some of those guys in. And, and the, the 49ers are my favorite personal team for for like the upside that they provide they also have one of the easiest schedules we've ever seen um not just in the playoffs but throughout the entire course of the year so i just want to be buying all those those different factors let's see what we got left here uh we still got etn in the player pool hopefully I, i'm gonna have to i'm gonna start firing up a queue here to make sure i don't fall, i don't slide into etn on accident let's go to the board view Seventh round, Josh Jacobs, definitely, definitely uh, a ship chasing spike week draft. If Josh Jacobs is going in the seventh round, yeah, I like that. I like that. I also think Josh Jacobs had has more, a little more viability in this format. Take me some waddle, add some guys to the queue because this is just a little bit slower than the average. Uh... Okay. Got all my wide receivers in the queue. So just in case, uh, just in case something bad happens. I'm at least getting a wide receiver. That's what I actually like to do. People, people do the quarterback thing uh in their in their queue all the time and i like to do the uh just put just put the wide receiver oh jesus just put wide receivers just in case something happens hard minute is hard minute is Uh, one thing I really like about this drafters format is with the cumulative thing, it does still provide potential advantages if you, so uh, I think I talked about it a little bit in the the piece on the, on the site, like my general drafters strategy, but I think it opens up multiple different strategies, but I think the field is very, very focused on making sure they have like that RB2 spot locked up. And so I think we can, I think you can do uh, multiple different ways. What I don't see people doing as much is um, hyper fragile. First of all, I don't think people are willing because it's cumulative scoring and because it's 20 rounds, I don't think people are willing to embrace variance, embrace the fragility at the running back position by only taking like say four, even when they're taking guys early. So I think that's an edge. I've tried some of those teams and I really like them. Actually, I liked them more when I thought Daryl Henderson was going to be a better pick, but alas, um, I think that I think that that's a really good structure that we can lean on 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 drafters because I don't think many people are willing to embrace it. Um, even though, like, if, especially if we've come from underdog, we we are probably a little bit more willing to embrace it. On the other side is this like hero RB anchor RB approach because you can still find real like if you draft the right types of players and you draft you know a structurally sound team basically punting rb2 you know not entirely punting but allow yourself to you can even take detours if you want right i took a detour for kyle pitts if you want to take a detour for an elite quarterback you can do that if you push running back two and use the wide receiver depth to win the flex and then make it work right whether you like some of the pass catchers, James White, Gio Bernard, Naheem Hines, JD McKissick, whatever, and mix and match. You know, maybe maybe you you do get uh, DJ Dillon, or maybe you get uh, 
don't know, I like Damian Williams or Tony Pollard or whatever. And you mix and match all these different things together to, to string together that RB2 position. Like people are definitely not willing to do that on, on drafters. So those are a couple of the big preach, Ethan preach, preach. Um, but I think there's a couple, those are a couple of the things that I've started to like really particularly on, uh, on drafters. Two picks away. Trying to. Definitely a wide receiver room. There goes Goddard. Goddard is really interesting. Yeah, there goes Moster. So at least I'm not tempted. At least I'm not tempted. I am, however. Sorry, Rugs. I'm taking Terrace Marshall. <clears throat> I'm taking Terrace Marshall. There goes Rugs. Don't have a quarterback yet, but I think quarterback's sitting okay. And we got the Kyle Pitts anchor tight end. So I'm feeling pretty. I'm feeling all right. Even You guys tried to... You guys tried to push me out of wide receiver. All oh, you loser wide receiver drafters trying to punish us. And you can't do it. So I am taking AJ Dillon. I'm getting my RB2. Feel pretty good. Kyle Pitts, Jonathan Taylor, AJ Dillon, seven good wide receivers. I think there's a tier break after Terrace, kind of personally. Maybe not, you know, maybe not, depending on what you feel about uh, uh, the Bills and I guess like Callaway and, you know, some of these guys. Um, but I think Terrace is a, is a, uh, <laughs> it's not just me, brother. People do, the, 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 the people you, in this room are definitely, uh, maybe even wider, more wide receiver heavy than I am, which is always funny to see. Yeah, man. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I, I like it's 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 crazy. I really like. Uh, yeah, I like this Dustin. Um, one thing I will say, I do. Tr- I mean, I'm I'm way over on Dylan. Also, uh, he's one of my favorite picks in the entire in the entire draft. I think he's one of my core uh, core picks on drafters, especially too. I think he's just such an awesome drafters pick. Where like, I mean, he could very clearly be the league winner, but he also is is providing you you know points all throughout the, all throughout the year. Like, just such a slam dunk pick in the tenth round. You know, he doesn't go in the tenth on any other sites. Um, but I agree. I really like I really like anchor running back here on on drafters. Um, but to the point about the other sites is I do really like, I think that there's still some edges, like we talked about kind of at the top with drafters specifically in terms of the, uh, you know, like different, it, it's just, it's just a really, really unique format. And like, I, I definitely don't have all the answers. So like what I think might be an edge could actually be extremely wrong. Right. But what I, but I think, from the drafts that I've done, people are not willing, people draft a little bit more like say last year where like I have to draft this really balanced roster. They think that this cumulative format means I have to draft this really balanced roster. I got to get my starting lineup filled, you know, that, that kind of thing. And I think just using the best ball strategy that we've employed all throughout this, like not anything crazy, anything groundbreaking, um, but taking some of the, you know, fragile approaches to to this particular format while still being smart about understanding that the format is a little bit different i think is uh i think it's really beneficial on on this site and i I think it's really good to have exposure to the different format too like i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty bullish on on uh on drafters and what they got going on what's your what's your username evan oh well that would be easy evan mcdonald i like the people that use their name you assholes with don't have your name as your 
Kamara, uh, yeah, well, you, Kamara, AJ Brown, George Kittle, Claypool, Judy, Javante, Dak. I probably not. I probably wouldn't have taken Edmonds, Elijah, Gabe, Trey Lance. What's wrong with this team? The Edmonds detour, probably. I think you probably regret the Edmonds detour because you already had your two running backs, and you know the room with the wide receivers. So, like, if you, if if. Uh, what what running backs or wide receivers were of it, you know? So there was still this t- this whole tier. However, you break out this tier, right? Of uh, from everywhere, from you know Mecole down to like rugs or whatever. There's still this tier of really upside wide receivers that you probably could flip Edmonds into, and then maybe flip Gabe or something into a different running back. But I mean, well, I'm, I'm nitpicking. Very much nitpicking. All right, I better add somebody before I get auto-picked ETN. Don't have any Bengals. I kind of like... I kind of like Moss here. What round is this? Lord, this scroll is killing me. I'm going to take Zach Moss, actually. Yeah, exactly. As as Pat's new thing, you can't stop and take a cup of coffee with Josh Jacobs. You got to keep skiing or the avalanche is going to hit you. And it did hit you, Evan, eventually. <clears throat> That's really funny. I feel good. I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling happy about this. I am going to make a pick that people are going to tell me I'm an idiot for here in a second, I think. Because everybody's going to tell me when you take two pass catchers from that team, you better take that. You better take that quarterback. And I'm taking Justin Fields over Matt Ryan. Because I'd like to. I I think Fields has paths to just a total smash season, right? I mean, he's going to have to run for his life. I put him just behind. I think he's right behind Lance for me. Lance, Fields, Lawrence straight in a row, I think, in my quarterback. Tiered rankings in the same tier. Really close. You wish. You wish I took ETM. Um And so the other thing about this format is I do want stacks and stuff, but it's a little less like absolute try to jam stacks. Like, first of all, you can backdoor stack anybody, but especially if you're getting the rushing quarterbacks, it's, it's a little less like I have to force like, Oh, I got, I don't have a Rob, you know, or I don't have Mooney. I can't take fields. I think in this, in my opinion, in this format, it is a little less, Oh, I got to jam stacks. I still want stacks to be clear. Like I want to be betting because because there's huge benefits in betting on an offense, having that offense as a whole exceed expectations, and then getting all their spike games together, right? Because those points really rack up a lot more. However, at the quarterback position, especially, I think after Fields, there's a huge tier break amongst in terms of upside, and like, I mean, it's possible he might even come back to me here, and then I might take him, but. You know, the non-runners, I just don't even really want to draft the non-runners at quarterback very much. Um, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> please. Get fields in. the Get fields in, please. And this. Uh, same, same, Chris. I do it all the time. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite things to do, actually. Like, if you can get Damien, too. Like, not that... I actually, I actually kind of hate stacking my quarterback with my running back, but I think Damien is like a still is actually one of the few that's like a correlated bet to your quarterback, right? Montgomery goes down. I don't think that they're going to just like grind Damien between the tackles, which kind of like that means like they're all their ceilings get raised together. Um, we can talk about this. We can talk about this in in a minute. What do we got, Paul? 
You got the old team. Let me guess. I'm going to guess. Why is this? Oh, here we go. What's your? Oh, here we go. Oh, board. Tyreek. Okay. Mixon, A-Rob, Chase. I'm on the board or I'm on the clock. Let me not screw this up here. Ooh, running back's pretty bad. Let's put Madison on there, though. Change my mind. Diami time. I know. I know. I know you guys. If I want Diami, I better take him because he's gonna go. He's definitely gonna go. Running back is pretty gross. Pretty gross. I know you guys are gonna snipe me later, but I'm I'm just getting a queue set up. Everett goes. I am gonna take me some Madison. Um. All right. Now, now let me see if we can take a look at this team. <laughs> Drake Crowder, Ryan Edwards. Okay, Sanders. Higby, Sermon, he mixed in some young guys. Fuller, Antonio Brown, Mahomes, okay, Chase. See, you tried to offset having all of the oldest players in the league, like A.B. and Manny Sanders and, and whatnot, with some rookies. I don't think that's quite how it, how, how it works, but that's pretty funny. Me too, I love De'Ami Brown. Love De'Ami Brown. I mean, De'Ami is like a wide receiver eight in a wide receiver heavy room. I'm totally in on that. Cleveland Cavaliers get Laurie Markinen for any, any NBA fans out there. Um, I like to, uh, yeah, I like, I like Tojo. I like Tojo now. Those kinds of guys. So that's what we're going to get. I, I do like, I've got the guys with, uh, I got the guys with, you know, a little bit of standalone value, not Madison, right? But Moss and Dylan. And so I do like, I do still like in this format, especially like I, I took Madison because I, I, he doesn't typically go there. He goes ahead of uh, like the James White and Geos and stuff like that. And so like, I'm open to those James White Geo type guys for sure. Even in this, even in this build, but now like moving forward, it's probably going to be though these kinds of guys, right? Like, I guess Tony Jones does have a little bit of standalone standalone value, but like it's just like these late round flyer type type guys. All right. I saw like Sony, I saw Sony went in round 13. Once you get past Sony and Madison, uh it's it's mostly just like late round flyer guys. Um and so that's I'll just build in a bunch of those guys to try to to try to you know scrape together. RB2 and hopefully, you know, you hit on Dylan or you hit on Moss or you hit on Madison or now Tony hit on Tony Jones, hit on Darrington Evans, hit on Justin Jackson, hit on, right. Pick your guy. There's going to be a ton of them and just piece those guys together and hope that, you know, you kind of just the chaos works in your way at RB2. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Just in terms of thinking of, you know, a, a way to think about. I mean, uh, Jefferson definitely doesn't go in the first round, but I get your point. I think the point is fine. Oh, I will take Damien. I will take Damien. You guys took Comet from me, but that's okay. Took Comet from me. But I can handle it. So I got, I got some. Dang man, I 
This part is a little tough, I will say. Can't believe I'm doing this, but freaking. <sighs> freaking Karain has talked me into this Ertz nonsense. But I do think he makes sense. I think he makes sense with Pitts, too. Thoughts on your squad? Uh, you are picking out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven spot. You're also on the clock. Zero RB, Diggs, Jefferson, Cup, DJ Moore. Uh, certainly love those first four picks. Detour for Hawkinson. I like it. Sutton. I'm 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 into taking some shots on on Sutton. Jacobs as your hero, which is funny that I know that you didn't like it, but uh, I think that's okay. And now we start smashing some, you know, you keep keep hammering the wide receivers right through a borderline tier break at Callaway. I love this. This is great. This is real nice. You, you took two detours at probably pretty good times to scoop value. Oops, sorry. To scoop some value. You know, I don't know if Hawkinson was value, but you get the point. You took the detour. And then you you scooped a, a Josh Jacobs value, but you got right back you got right back on track and destroyed the wide receivers because you've committed to this zero RB build, so you need to destroy those wide receivers. You take Tana, take Tana Hill, which I think is another. You stopped and took a detour for value, and now let's hammer good zero RB targets. Jamal Williams, I like Jamal Williams. Gus is a little tougher in PPR, but at least you know you know he can get you by. He can help you in this structure. Then you get Geo. Ferkser, who's your oh yeah, yeah, you have Hawk um with Ferkser, and Ferkser's a stack with Tannehill. Baker scoop and you know Baker's going what 40 picks past <laughs> 40 picks past ADP or whatever. It's pretty good. Yeah, Khan. Jeez. That's a good team. Jay Wyke, good team. I like it. We'll see how you finish it. Evan Evan takes Darrington. I like Gainwell too. I like Gainwell in this format too because uh, if he does become like Naheem Hines, um, there's a lot of value in that. It's a little tougher in unlike underdog to see a path to real upside for Gainwell, but I like I think in this. You're on DraftKings too, but here where like if he has that Naheem Hines roll right out of the gate, you know, the spikes are going to help you, but also uh, just the overall point accumulation is a little bit better. <clears throat> yeah, Baker. Yeah, I mean, Baker at pick, what is that, 186? Pretty nice. Pretty nice. I got to decide how many more. Running backs, I'm taking probably one. At least nobody timed out and took ETN, right? Jeez Louise. I mean, I really like... You guys are killing me, killing me. Oh, wide receiver is bad. There's Tony Jones. Eight seconds. I can't believe I took Fitz over over my guy Darnold. Can't believe I took Fitz over my guy Darnold. Unst got my unstacked quarterbacks now, but oh no, I got Diami. Yeah, I got Diami. See, it worked out. I didn't. I wasn't even paying attention. Um, that's all right. Now I'm about to decide on a, on one of the Jets running backs. And I don't know what the right answer is between Tevin and, and Ty Johnson. Cause I kind of want to get one of these guys for this structure to give me the combination of standalone, another combination of standalone and contingent. And I know, you know, ADP would dictate Tevin Coleman. So I'm probably, I just really struggle seeing 
And maybe Tevin can give me something out, a little more out of the right out of the gate, which I might need. So I'll take Tevin. Play the ADP game. And you want to talk about uh, who said you had the oldest team? Paul, you said you had the oldest team. I just tried to catch up. Fitzpatrick, Tevin Coleman, Zach Ertz, Damian Williams. <laughs> Damian's 30, early 30s. Tevin's probably what? The same. Fitzmagic is like 40 and Ertz is a billion. I think I might have caught you. I think I might have caught you. This is not too bad. Um, I kind of wish. I don't know what I should have done. Uh, yeah, I agree with this. This is why I I actually don't have very much Tevin across like my all my drafts across all, all the sites. I do have a lot of Ty Johnson actually. I, I, I'm not going to say a lot, but I, he's been one of my uh, higher exposure late round guys for sure. Um, so I think, I think this, I think this is correct. And so I was honestly just kind of balancing it out. I think Tevin has a little bit more secure, you know, like week one role and a way lower probability to be relevant later later in the season but in theory when i have jonathan taylor and aj Dillon and zach moss and damian williams you know alexander madison in theory i might need tevin if tevin is a little higher floor play earlier in the year i might need tevin to get me to the weeks where one of those guys is a smash and maybe that's maybe overthinking it but i think that 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 you know could that combine with the fact that you know tevin fell 30 picks past adp and and i don't have very much of him and i have a lot of ty johnson was kind of how i was thinking about it so probably done it running back now done it quarterback done it done it tight end so now it's time to take some i'm not i'm not i'm not even pulling up the tab because you guys are gonna steal from me i really need to look up uh okay is marquis goodwin dead is, is he going to win the third wide receiver job or is Dow going to win it? Yeah, okay, I'm taking good one. There's the Bears bet. There's the Bears bet. Yeah, I mean, I cannot, I'm not taking Demir Bird. He might, I mean, he, he might win the job, but Demir Bird is like Chris Hogan. He's just running wind sprints out there all day, which Marquise Goodwin might too, but at least I know Marquise Goodwin has flashed some potential to earn targets a little bit here and there. I mean, remember the, the 49ers days with Goodwin? There were some good days in there, and obviously you know, he's an Olympic sprinter, so that doesn't, that doesn't hurt. So I at least see some upside, even if you know he's probably a wasted pick, but he makes sense for me on this team, I think. I've started to get a little higher on Cephas. Good God, guys. These none of these guys are even gonna make the freaking team. I'm taking Cephas. There it is. Why does it do that? The draft's not over, right? Yeah. What are we doing here? I do like the 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 little screenshot view though. Get a, get this out of here so you guys, so we can see the rest of the draft. Um, we are a little over an hour. So those days were a long time ago. I agree. But you know whose days of being relevant were a never time ago? Demir Bird. Also, Marquis Goodwin is still sprinting, still fast. Just run straight, let Justin Fields run around, and hit you. But I agree, like probably a waste, a, a wasted pick. But like, I need to make a bear. Uh, like uh, all the like, who would you rather draft, Jake Kumaro? 
you know what I mean? I'm just taking, making a bears bet. All these wide receivers are absolutely straight garbage at this point. So I'm just making, making the correlated bet. Yo, I can't believe they keep spooling this up here. There it is. There it is. This was, this was a lot of fun. Um, Glad we were able to get it filled. Thank you guys for joining. That was a lot of fun. We're going to continue to do this leading up to the season. I might pull it on the very last week. I might pull it to the Thursday, obviously. Can't do the Friday draft stream because the contests are going to be over or, you know, contests are going to be locked since Thursday Night Football is the first game of the year. Uh, this was a ton. This was a ton of fun. Um, I'll also be putting out a, a couple of drafter specific articles, a couple of drafter specific articles over the course of the next week. Um, and I'll obviously be drafting plenty more drafters teams. So if you ever want to hop in, just ping me in the discord and I'll hop in a, a draft with you. If you are hanging out later this evening, the perfect way to start your Friday is a draft, a big dog draft with myself and Evan Silva from establish the run. The big dog himself is joining me to do a big dog draft tonight at 6 PM Eastern time. 5 p.m. Central live here on the Spike Week YouTube channel. So I will hopefully catch you guys a little bit later for myself, for the drafters team, and for all of you guys. I will talk to you in five hours. <laughs>